0: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make
1: bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up
0: our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing this Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal a truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of
1: course it's dangerous!
0: Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins.
2: All this trouble, all this pain, for love.
0: Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.
1: Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast, brought to you by No Halftime, the newest way to create fancy challenges for one on one matchups. Download it today at NoHalftime.com. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi as we cover the Week Nine NFL DFS Slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can follow me on Twitter at Josh FS. The RotoWire DFS podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, or shall I call you General Benny?
3: Yeah. What's uh, going on today, sir? Not much, man. I had some general sales chicken for lunch because I've been working all through the morning and didn't have breakfast. And that was probably not the greatest idea. so. So we'll see if I if you if you hear me go silent in the middle of the pod, it's because I had to run out for something.
1: <laughs> OK, go ahead and just like uh, send me a text or a message on Twitter or something like that. And then I'll try to I'll just give you my longest 10 minute breakdown on everything <laughs> I know about Jeremy Langford for week nine
3: or something like that. So, you know what, that could be very important this week.
1: Yeah, It could be very important. As as is um, you know, your own personal weight loss program. So that's pretty cool. You know what I mean? I mean like that's uh, it.
3: I, I mean I don't have time to go to the gym anymore with everything we got going on. So oh, makes that makes that, sense.
1: There you that's that's what you do, you know? If you if you don't have time for, you know, P ninety X or insanity or whatever, get some Friday General Sows and, you know, boom, next thing you know, you're down five pounds.
3: That's awesome. it. I feel that's... like it
1: might be closer to ten, to be honest. <laughs> well, hey, you know you better watch yourself. You're gonna have to like uh, buy a new pair of shorts and pants for the winter time. So that's it. Getting slim and trim. All right, <laughs> let's go ahead and rock and roll here. Let's go ahead and kick it off here at the quarterback position. We're going to do positional breakdowns from quarterback all through running back. We'll give you our top cash, our top GPP play, and then our top home run play by position, running through the uh, entire week nine slate try to get you set up as the best way possible in your cash and gpp so what do you got for me at quarterback betty all
3: right so my cash game play i mean i've been going to this well for a while or should i say this river for a while and i'm gonna keep going there because philip rivers at 6900 on DraftKings, pretty evenly priced on fandle is the guy who you know basically has been on my cash game rosters for the last couple of weeks Uh, Chicago allows the six most points to fantasy quarterbacks. Rivers is favored by four, high over under here at 50. He's thrown for 300-plus yards in five straight games, 13 touchdowns, two touchdowns per game at a minimum. Uh, He's throwing 43 pass attempts. The running game really hasn't been all that great for San Diego. And I know Keenan Allen is out. I know Ladarius Green might be out. But Stevie Johnson, Antonio Gates, Malcolm Floyd you know, Danny Woodhead out of the backfield. I mean, he's still got plenty of weapons there. And for me, rivers is going to be the guy who I'm rolling with again here in cash. All
1: right. Rivers to me makes a ton of sense for cash. Uh, You you know that he has um, just been an absolute run and shoot offense all season long. Um, the uh, lineup optimizer has him as a top projected play uh, there as well. Now, we know the ownership percentage is probably going to be high on him and Brady. So to me, if I'm not going Rivers, Brady is going to be my lock stock play. Um, on the GPP side, how far are you stepping out uh, to sort of uh, make your top tournament play?
3: Uh, to be honest, the GPP side, the guy who I'm really liking is Ben Roethlisberger. Um, his ownership wasn't all that high. He's at home in a high total game. Last week he didn't have a very good game, but we've seen him not have good games and his, you know, come back from injury kind of games before, but he still threw the ball forty five times last week. He has all his wide receivers healthy and they should be targeting them downfield a little more now that Le'Veon Bell is out. And, um, you know, now that they don't have Le'Veon Bell, I think we're going to get back to seeing what we saw last year with Pittsburgh where they were throwing uh, a lot of balls in the red zone trying to get touchdowns that way. And if you remember, Roethlisberger had like back-to-back five or six touchdown weeks last, uh, last year at some point. So he has great upside. He's at home, high total game. Um, he's somebody that I'm looking at that's going to be on a couple of my GPP rosters.
1: All right, makes a ton of sense for me overall. I will have shares of uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, to Ben Roethlisberger in a hook up there as well. I'm willing to step a little bit farther, even even farther down, and actually go Derek Carr on DraftKings for 5,500 and mm-hmm. pair, pair him with Amari Cooper. And this might be just a little bit more of a um, you know, even like considered punt play territory because. Uh, You know, he's just so cheap on DraftKings, 5,500 this week. He's been hanging around the 53 to 5,500 range. Take a look at these game point totals here. Um, You know, 23 of 36 for 333 and four scores against the Jets, you know, um, facing Rivas Island and, um, you know, uh, Antonio Camardi. So I hate to, you know, to to single out your Jets here, but uh, seven touchdowns in the last three games and, you know, goes for 289 yards on 24 completions on the road in San Diego and that upset went as well. So he's been as dialed in as anybody right now. Um, so Derek Carr is going to be my play. I actually have a, um, sweat for, for, uh, week nine as well. I went on the, um, pro football focus daily slant podcast with my co-host Renee Miller, and she actually booked, offered up Michael Crabtree versus Amari Cooper here for week nine, uh, in our little side bet. And the loser has to go on air on Google Hangouts and um, wear a hair bow if they if if their person, you know, loses. So uh-huh. Amari Cooper, don't do it to me. OK, I
3: haven't,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any hair already as it is. So I don't know how I'm going to like tape a bow to my head or something like that if I lose. Um, but I told Renee, um, I was like, if you lose, I'm taking a picture of you on Google Hangouts with the hair bow and I'm tweeting it out so um and it's like you could do the same for me so trying to (laughs) don't shame or embarrass me cooper this is the week i'm you know I i got your back and i'm supposed to have the 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 advantage play she just offered up like a mark cooper with no no points you know no adjustment i'm just like Uh how am i gonna say no so yeah there you have it all right um let's go ahead and flip over to the running back position here benny we've covered our some of our top quarterback gpp options now we know that Devontae freeman is up at the top absolute monster matchup against san francisco is that going to be your your anchor play for
3: cash yeah he's um he's actually my number one running back by far this week he's the guy i'm looking to pay up for uh they're a big favorite against the 49ers who basically look like they've kind of thrown in the towel on this season already and people are a little down on freeman saying he had you know a bad couple games but The only reason why it looked like he had a bad couple games is because he hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks. He still put up 260 total yards in the last two weeks. He still has 27 touches in each of the last two games. He's still getting a ton of carries. He's still catching passes out of the backfield. If you add a touchdown or two, which I think he should get today, cause to me, I mean, San Francisco at this point, you know, that offense is a mess. So if I'm Atlanta, I'm just playing a field position game here. I'm just going to run the ball. I'm going to let my defense, you know, basically tee off on Gabbard, and I don't even know who they're going to be using as a running back. Kendall Gaskins, Ruben Drones, Pierre Thomas they picked up. I mean, none of, none of those guys scare me. I don't see how they're going to move the ball at all. So if I'm Atlanta, I'm basically just going to keep running the ball with Freeman, playing a, a little field position, and, you know, winning the game that way. So I could definitely see Freeman having another 25 carries this week. I could see him getting in the end zone, you know, maybe even multiple times. And uh, he's definitely the number one on the list for me.
1: I'm with you 110%. I don't think there's really a, a more obvious play. And we're going to probably see high ownership. But that's also, uh, you know, you're going to see it for good reason. So uh, I'm, I, there's no way I can get away from that. For GPP, what do you got for me?
3: Um, Well, I'm going to be honest. I know a lot of people are loving D'Angelo Williams this week. I really don't. Uh, I am more looking at a guy, especially on DraftKings, um, a guy like Danny Woodhead to me makes a lot of sense for a GPP. He's 4,800 this week. People have gotten off of him because he didn't have a big week last week after having that huge week two weeks ago. And with Keenan Allen out and Ladarius Green doubtful, there's a lot of targets that are going to open up on that team. And Woodhead's been a force in the passing game basically all season long. It's a high total game here with 50 points. I could see Woodhead having six to eight catches in this game. Um, you know, basically, like I said, without Keenan Allen and Green, you're probably opening up somewhere between, you know, 12 to 20 targets a game. And Woodhead's been one of the guys that's been soaking up targets for them when they, you know, have had guys out. So he's the guy who I like in GPPs. I think you get a low ownership on him this week. And especially on a site like DraftKings, which is PPR, I think he could have a, you know, a, a pretty monster game here at low ownership.
1: Yeah, to me that makes a ton of sense. Uh, overall, I don't know how much I trust him, just in in general game flow. Because um, you know, if they decide to go with Melvin Gordon for some crazy reason, then you know that sort of caps uh, Danny Woodhead's value. I just don't know how much if how much red zone work he'll actually get because we saw him get some carries, but he wasn't necessarily effective. So I just have a little bit of concern with Melvin Gordon, you know, potentially just eating into a little bit of the work i know he's not uh same situation sort of with deon lewis i'm fine with the play i'm fine with deon lewis as a play i'm fine with uh um Danny woodhead as a play i think you can just get yourself into some some better options having said that you get a nice discount on denny woodhead if you decide to go that route but i sort of like some of these other plays as um as certain tournament pivots um i'm buying into the demarco murray narrative a revenge game at home for 6400 I think you get a nice discount off of Devontae Freeman at eight k, and he'll be uh, a nice little tournament play. Um, and I think DeAndre Williams is going to be, he's going to put himself into um, like cash game territory at 5500 on DK. So the ownership percentage is just going to be too high, and people have known that he's been productive in the past for you to even make a case on GPP. So he, he could be a like a, a, a pairing option with Devontae Freeman in cash in my mind, but not GPP uh, there as well. So let's go ahead and slide all the way down and th- – talk about your home run play for today
3: well the home run play I think is one that's going to be popular but I'm going to be rolling out some Jeremy Langford in my rosters at 4,000 you know that Matt Forte is out right now San Diego has allowed the most points to fantasy running backs and the thing I like about Langford is he's not only going to be taking over the carries that, been, that have been given up by Matt Forte, but he's also a very good pass catcher. So he's somebody who should see about 15 to 20 touches today, and I think he's the best of the cheap running backs that has a clear path to, you know, carries and touches this week. So at only $4,000 over on uh, DraftKings, I'm going to have a decent amount of Jeremy Langford in a lot of my GPP rosters.
1: That makes a ton of sense. You know, obviously you get the super deep discount at 4K on DK. So um, another guy that I want to just look at in that same area, that makes some sense i still am interested in ronnie hillman who's going to get to start he is sharing time but 4600 is just too cheap for me to ignore and then one other guy i'll offer up to you is in Laura Miller at 5k i think is underpriced as well mm-hmm. at, at buffalo and we've seen buffalo's defense um just really sl- slide down in terms of overall uh effectiveness um we thought that they were going to be like a top uh, you know defensive option and uh, now it looks like to me they are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Uh, it looks like they're 23rd in overall D this year, which is something you probably never would have guessed coming into the season. So definitely not a Rex Ryan-typical uh, performance overall. All right. Um, before we flip over to wide receivers, Benny, want to let you know for all the beloved pod listeners out there, uh, are you subscribing to rotowire.com? com yet? If you are not, and you've been listening to the advice of all the podcasts, well, a lot of this advice is coming through our um, projected, our um, you know crack projections and lineup optimizers. They have lineup optimizers for NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, and soccer. And unlike some of these other sites that offer a, a lineup optimizer for FanDuel, when you subscribe, uh, Rotowire, they're giving you the full service here. You could, If you're um, playing like NFL, for instance, and you're looking for your lineup optimizer, you get projections, um, uh, optimal lineups, and you know uh, data for each and every position for FanDuel. DraftKings, Fantasy Aces, Draft Day, Draftster, Fantasy Score, and Yahoo. So all the big ones, and even the secondary and some small ones there as well. So if you're a hardcore DFS player and playing against all these sites, or you want to try a new different site, and you you want to take a look at um some some best projected options yeah rotowire has you covered all you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash pod and get the 10-day free trial try the optimizer for yourself see how you like it send us some feedback you can always email support at rotowire.com if you have any questions you can also get a hold of us on twitter um and the nice another nice thing that they actually do here is um for like nba for instance you can go ahead and take a look at like yesterday's optimal lineup and they'll show you that you should have been playing like damian lillard Derek Rose, DJ, uh, Dwayne Wade, C.J. McCollum, KD, Trevor Booker, Al Jefferson. That's a, like a very cool thing to sort of reverse engineer, rather than having to like sift through all the the lineups. You know what I mean? In your GPPs, Benny. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Just mm-hmm. go to Rotowire to and and look at the, the Fanduel um or the NFL Optimal lineup and just click yesterday's optimal awesome or last week's optimal, and it'll show you exactly what you should have done and, and the value that those players ended up uh, providing. So awesome awesome service and you get a 10-day free trial rotowire.com slash pod check it out all right wide receivers are on tap now benny let's go ahead and kick it off here with your top cash and gpp
3: yeah, my uh, top cash game play this week is going to be Alshon Jeffries. I just think he's way too cheap over on the DraftKings scoring. Uh, 6700 is all you got to pay for this guy this week. It's been great since his return, seeing double-digit targets. Has 18 catches in the last two games for 263 yards. Uh, caught a touchdown in each game. They are the underdog on the roads. So they should be throwing late. And no forte, to me, probably means that they're going to be seeing more You know, red zone targets trying to take a a chance on some of those jump balls to him when they get down there close to the, uh, you know, close to the end zone. So for 6,700, I think he's just way too cheap to not use him right now, even though, uh, you know, the matchup some people are saying is a little bit tough. But again, if he's going to see double digit targets and do what he's been doing lately, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable rolling him out there again.
1: Makes, um Some good sense for me as well. I I never have a uh, concern about the level of, of production. Um, the the question for me here is, uh, how do you feel about Alshon Jeffrey? For instance, they're not a projected type. Do you feel like he's a GPP play, or can we make a case for him in cash? Um, just back to back monster performances here. 30.1, 31.7 on Fanduel in week six. They had a week seven buy, then comes up with thirty point six points. Um, 26 targets, 18 catches, over 260 yards, and two scores. Well, where does he fit in your lineups this week?
3: I mean, I'm using him in both cash and GPP. Like I said, he's he's my top play. Um, he's the guy who I think, you know, at that price, I think he's he to me he's a top 10 receiver in the NFL, and he's being priced down there in the middle tier below some of these top options. Uh-huh. So if he's going to be the cheap. This guy and you know he's going to be getting the same kind of targets and the same kind of treatment that some of the guys that are eight thousand dollars are going to be getting or eighty five hundred dollars are going to be getting. I'll take him. I'll take the discount on him. I'll use him in cash. It'll give you enough money. You know, you could use a guy like Alshon Jeffrey in cash on DraftKings and still pay up for you know like an Antonio Brown, who's another guy who I really like this week. You know, he's somebody who's going to be in a good spot with a big Ben back. Saw eleven targets last week. Decent matchup against Oakland. No Le'Veon Bell means he should see a few more red zone looks. Mm -hmm. Um, Should see a ton of targets here. Those long, you know, those short passes to him that they use, like those long handoffs. Right. Uh, So, you know, I think that guys like Jeffries, guys like Brown, those are going to be guys that I use in both cash and GPP rosters this week. I like both of those guys a lot. All
1: right, Julio Jones is the top projected play on on Rotowire, and the, using the projected any he's the top price option at $9,200. i am never going to be able to just get off the San Francisco game because Blaine Gabbert is so terrible, and the team itself is in such a bad spot. So I'm fine with that. I do my, my top play. Um, for cash and some shares of GPP. I'll, I'll pair him with Eli Manning, Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's an absolute monster and set up in a good situation against Tampa Bay, um, who I believe still is last against the uh, the pass and pass coverage. Yep, dead last and in, in, uh, against the pass and um, thirty-first over in overall defense. And then just so sort of um, pile on with your alison Jeffy play that we sort of been hammering home here, um, Chargers dead last in overall defense uh through uh the first eight weeks of the season so strong strong plays over there so we've given you some of our um you know cash and gpp options let's go ahead and slide down to uh, home run territory and give me what you got
3: okay well i actually i think there's a discussion that we need to have here because it's a discussion that everybody i'm talking to this week is, is wants to know you know where i stand and what i think about and that is you got Stevie Johnson on DraftKings at thirty two hundred, Malcolm Floyd at thirty nine hundred. Uh-huh. They're both really cheap over on FanDuel as well. All right. And everybody keeps asking me, well, which San Diego receiver do you like better? Stevie. So is, is it Stevie for you? I uh-huh. mean here, you know, basically here's the case that I have written down for both of them, and I'll let you guys make your own decision. Okay. You know, Stevie is the guy who is more like Keenan Allen. You know, yeah. they were saying before the season that, you know, he could play the Keenan Allen role. They're they're like almost clones, you know he's basically an older version of Keenan Allen All right, he's gonna see time on the outside as well as time in the slot in this game the slot is where he has been playing most of the time but I think he fits in right where Keenan Allen was on the outside they could put him right in that spot and it's basically like a seamless transition I think he's gonna see more targets than Malcolm Floyd does and we've already seen him get a bunch of targets in the red zone so that's the case for Stevie now the case for Malcolm Floyd is Floyd is more of the deep threat in this offense. Uh two of the last three games, he's had at least ninety yards receiving. He's gonna be seeing more snaps than he has in recent weeks. Probably sees a few less targets than Stevie Johnson does, but he probably has a much higher A dot than Stevie Johnson does. He does. And uh, you know, for people who don't know, that that basically is a you know short algorithm for average depth of target, meaning that Malcolm Floyd's gonna see the passes down the field, whereas Stevie's gonna see more of the passes. You know, the the slants, the stuff in the slot, the stuff where, you know, it's kind of like quick-hitting passes. Now, we know Chicago's pass day is not all that great. They've given up the eighth-most points to fantasy quarterbacks. They're about the 12th-most points to wide receivers. And we know that Phillip Rivers is going to be throwing it around a lot. So, if you're looking for a cheap guy without Keenan Allen with all those all those, you know, targets that are now open, I think the two cheap guys that you got to look at are one of these two from this game are the two guys who I would be considering. Um, I like Stevie a little bit more on DraftKings because he's the guy that's going to get more targets. I think Malcolm Floyd, because of the big play upside touchdown potential, is the guy who I've been rolling out a little more on FanDuel. But I can't argue against anybody who wants to use either one of these two.
1: I totally agree with you there. So this is how I'm thinking think about it, okay? Because I've been following the Chargers pretty closely all year, especially been playing Phillip Rivers. What's, what's going to happen here is, first of all, their offense is – is primarily based around like 75% of their passes being underneath screens, across the middles, 10-yard outs, all quick hitters so Philip Rivers can get rid of the ball quickly because their all offensive line has been in shambles for half the season. Like they played without three starters against Cleveland, for example. So you can't just go seven-step drop over and over and over to Phillip Rivers and try to throw down the field. He'll take mm-hmm. his shots, but he sets it up with all the underneath stuff that they run, um, you know. Uh, throughout the game. So there's the one thing and that fits Stevie Johnson more. Second, what you're going to see here from what I think Mike Clay projects and I think this is probably what I I believe is going to happen as well is you're going to have Uh, Stevie Johnson man the slot like he has 88% of the time this season, and that's going to match him up against Sherrick McManus, who's lined up in the slot for Chicago 99% of the time this season. He is graded out as the eighth-worst cornerback in pro football through the first eight weeks of the season. So there's my home run play there as well. Malcolm Floyd has has a good advantage against Tracy Porter um as well but i think you're going to get more targets you get a better cornerback matchup and you get a better game script with stevie johnson with all the underneath stuff that philip rivers likes to throw if you're talking about like a better like you know red zone threat that's probably malcolm floyd but i want the guaranteed points and i feel like you have a better shot at the volume the guaranteed points with stevie johnson and you know he can also still cash in in the end zone as well does that make sense to you
3: yeah i mean perfect sense and i actually think you're a little bit even under rating stevie's uh red zone opportunities because they have been throwing those like quick slants to him in the in the red zone earlier in the season he had a couple touchdowns in there so i i actually think he's the better red zone target than uh, malcolm floyd floyd to me will get his touchdowns long uh-huh. i think if they're close and in the red zone it's still going to be stevie that's getting those looks
1: All right. Fair enough. So um, I'm with you with the Stevie Johnson call, uh, obviously, with with that, um, you know, breakdown of the analysis. Um, I want to quickly he's maybe not necessarily in um, like punt to punt territory uh, per se. And he's been, you know, super popular. But if they're not going to move the price on Stefan Diggs, you know, at fifty three hundred on DraftKings, I I still think you have to make a strong case. Uh, for him overall, the ownership percentage we will we'll get into that. So I don't know where he, where he fits in terms of like actual GPP or if you have to see he's going to be so owned, so highly owned on DK um, that you have to pl- put him in cash. But I just want to mention that, you know, once again, same narrative over and over DraftKings like slow as snails on purpose to move their prices so people can feel great about all the plays that they have in their lineup. And Stefan Diggs is another guy who we take a look here. Um, from 35 to 42 to 48 um, to, to 53. And the guy's performing at like a 7K plus level, you know? And you'll never just see them. Adju- they've, they've adjusted the price, but they haven't adjusted nearly as aggressively as they could. You've got guys like um, Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Dante Moncrief, Martavis Bryant, who, who's okay, fine. And uh, Randall Cobb, who's been greatly underperforming, all priced below Stefan Diggs, who's been mashing those guys. This season, so I don't I don't mean to just super hate on DraftKings, but I'm just saying, hey, there's some serious opportunity for you on a guy who's still ridiculously low priced uh, mm-hmm. for your lineups. All right, let's go ahead and move along to the tight end position. We lose like, what's probably likely to be the best tight end option uh, on the board now with Tyler Eifert. So, for all you Bengal lovers who went ham on you know Andy Dalton to Eifert, congratulations to you guys. You guys did well for yourselves, so we, we'll take him off the board, and then we can just do our obligatory Rob Gronkowski is the man for 8K, and yep. let's move on to some actual plays. That yeah, we, we don't do. even
3: have to talk about Gronk. He's in play if you want to use them. Right, there, the yeah, spot.
1: enough said there. So let's talk about some, some other options that might make sense for cash and GPP.
3: Well, a guy who I really like, and after hearing some news a little bit earlier today who I even like more now is Charles Clay. Now, the news that I'm referring to is that uh, Sammy Watkins suffered a little bit of a setback and is now questionable, um, maybe even doubtful, for Sunday this week. You already had Percy Harvin that was out, and you have Tyrod Taylor coming back. Now, with Tyrod Taylor in, he loves throwing the ball to Charles Clay. We've already seen Clay have 13 targets in two of the last three games that Tyrod has been his quarterback. Um, again, with both Watkins and Harvin out, they're going to need somebody to throw the ball to. And the other thing I like about Clay, he's a good red zone target. You know, he could come up with seven or eight catches if he's going to see those 13 targets, probably 70, 80 yards. He's only 4,200 on DraftKings. He has a chance to get a touchdown. I'm going to have a, a very large amount of Charles Clay in my roster this week.
1: All right. Uh, Charles Clay. to me, um, I was sort of like in a little bit of a toss-up between him and Jordan Reed. But the fact that you know that um, we both know that Kirk Cousins and Jordan Reed—they're like it's like they're roommates or something like that. He's like, "Don't mm-hmm. worry, bro, I'm gonna get you the ball." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but New England is the best at taking away what you want to do—you um, know, the most or your most effective at—and I think that's Jordan Reed. So that's gonna be a problem. Maybe he gets helped out by the fact that uh, Deshaun Jackson cracks the lineup. But we'll talk about you know the Friday practice reports because there's some updates there. But we'll save that for uh, the, the, the the weekend update with the. Uh, ownership percentage breakdown so stay tuned for that on the road to DFS podcast uh for the weekend um so jordan reed was in play for me but the fact that he's facing new england he is no longer uh in play for me now i have to give credit um to and, th- and this is maybe f- like it seems like i'm fast forwarding all the way down to my home run play but it actually is probably my cash and gpp play for tight end and that's heath miller
3: Yep, um, that's so, my home run play too, so go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, so
1: 2,700. He, mm-hmm. He's definitely in home run punt territory, but we know that Oakland has been routinely destroyed uh, at the tight end position by anybody and everybody. So basically, if we're like, you know, your mom or my mom, Benny, suited up at the tight end as, position. As long
3: as your mom or my mom has an Owen Daniels. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Still a little bitter about that one, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, undeservedly so. So yeah, it, like your mom is, is like has um double digit point upside at the tight end position if she's facing Oakland. You know, I would I would put like your mom or my mom at some somewhere like projected of like five catches for sixty yards with, you know, a better than fifty percent chance to cash in cash a touchdown in. So that's what we're
3: talking about here. And and another another good stat that I had heard and I forget where I heard it, but uh you know, I'd give credit to whoever said it, you know, if I remembered. But uh with Le'Veon Bell out, I think Heath Miller sees something like seven to nine targets a game without Le'Veon Bell in. So you're taking a guy that's basically min price at 2,700 and you're giving him seven to nine targets against probably the worst tight end defense in the league. I mean, you know, it is tough to not use that guy.
1: All right. Um, Let me just give you a quick hitter, yay or nay, on some of these tight end options. Okay. Austin Safarian Jenkins for
3: 2,800. Is he definitely in? 'Cause I know let's he was just, like let's just assume that he's active. If he is if he is active without Vincent Jackson, I definitely think he is somebody that you can look at, especially at that price.
1: Yeah. Has practice all week as of the latest update um um in the fantasy laugh fantasy labs news feed uh, mm-hmm. there as well. So um looks like he's on track to play. Okay. Um Zach Ertz?
3: No, not for me. They're going with the two tight end set lately. Uh, him and Cellek, and I just I don't I don't love that passing game. I thought there was going to be so much more fantasy goodness that came out of it this year, and it just yeah. it's it's not something I like.
1: The targets have been trending upward, but still zero red, red zone um, or any zone touchdowns for Zach Ertz in 2015. Um, uh, last name I'm going to throw to you here: Ben Watson for 4K.
3: Yes, I do like Ben Watson. His targets are. Are up there. Four the digits um, and two out of the last three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's averaged, you know, 19 fantasy points over the last four weeks on DraftKings. His targets have basically doubled from the first couple of weeks from four to eight per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, New Orleans is better at home. We know Drew Brees is better at home. He loves to throw there. And, um, you know, basically at a price of $4,000 on DraftKings, he's been averaging close to five fantasy points per thousand dollars of cost for the last month. So I think you got to, at the very least, consider him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, three touchdowns in the last four games and two of the last three games. He goes for 127 uh, or more and at least nine receptions in those mm-hmm. in two of those three. So monster performances and a good matchup against a t- Tennessee, de- or t- Tennessee team, I'll say, that's in complete disarray after firing their coach. Yep. All right, so there we go. We gave you some great t- t- tight end options here for Week 9. Uh, and while we're talking about Week 9, heading in here and uh, you're, you're – Weekly fantasy opponent coming up. If you've been looking at that opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, but not his entire team, but your entire fantasy sports service will not allow you to do so, now you can do so with an all new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can pit ODV versus Megatron, LeBron versus Melo. Or Trout vs. A Rod. Creating a challenge takes seconds and accepting challenges are even easier. No halftime challenges can be private or public and created for the NFL, MLB, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit nohalftime.com for more information and download the No Halftime app for your iPhone or Android device. Receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at sign up. No halftime with the fantasy sports season never takes. A break and now we are back from our break, and we're heading into the defense position for today. Benny, give me your lock stock options here for cash and GPP.
3: Okay, there's two teams that I'm going to be using in 99% of my rosters, yep. and it's going to be the Denver Broncos against Indianapolis. It's going to be the Denver Broncos against anybody, I don't care. I mean, I don't even care if you know they were playing an all star team at this point. They looked awesome last week. Green Bay's offense is one of the best ones in the league. They held them to 50 yards passing last week.
1: Uh-huh.
3: That is an insane stat. You know, the, the thing that I love about Denver is there's really no weakness on that defense. Once they get a lead, which they've basically been able to do, they put so much pressure on the quarterback that he has to throw it fast, and they have two good corners on the outside too. So not only do you have to throw it fast, but nobody's open. Uh-huh. So there is literally nothing that you can do against that defense. They are... At this point, seriously, on watch to be one of, like, the historic defenses in NFL history um, if they can keep up the pace that they've been going at so far. They're averaging over four sacks a game. They're averaging close to three turnovers a game. I mean, they're putting up, like, 16 or 17 fantasy points a game. It's like having a third running back on your team for minimum price. And the thing is, on DraftKings, I have no idea what they were thinking, putting them at $3,000. Denver Broncos defense at $3,000 is an absolute steal.
2: It is a steal. So they
3: will be, yeah, they will be my cash game defense on every one of my cash game teams. And I'm even going to have them in a bunch of tournament rosters. I know they're going to be highly owned, but I don't care if they're highly owned or not. If they're going to put up 15 points for me, I'm going to take that 15 points. Now, the only other defense who I think is even remotely close to being considered in the same realm of them this week is the Atlanta Falcons. And it has nothing to do with the Atlanta Falcons defense whatsoever. It has everything to do with the fact that San Francisco is just an absolute dumpster fire right now. Mm -hmm. You got Blaine Gabbert taking over for Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. For those of you who this is your first time watching football or playing DFS, believe me, Blaine Gabbert is horrible. We watched him in Jacksonville. They ran him out of town. He's like a former top five pick. You know, I, I I mean, I don't understand what they're doing here. I understand Kaepernick hasn't been playing great, but I can guarantee you Blaine Gabbert is not the answer. We have no idea who's going to be their running back right now, so I don't know how they're going to move the ball. Anquan Bolden is likely out, so they're missing their number one wide receiver. They traded their number one tight end. They sat their starting quarterback, and their number one, two, and three running backs are all hurt. So how is this team going to even move the ball? I will take Atlanta all day long against what they're going to be throwing out against them. And if I'm not using the Broncos, I'm using the Falcons. The only other defense I would even consider here, I do have a couple GPP rosters where I've been throwing out the New York Giants going up against Tampa Bay, uh, figuring that maybe they can get a lead and force Winston to have to throw Winston doesn't have V-Jacks. I was expecting Safari and Jenkins to be out. If he's in, that kind of dampens it a little. Yep. But uh, I basically figured there's only one option on Tampa Bay, so the Giants were just going to double Mike Evans all day and make them try to find some other way to beat him, and I didn't have any idea how they were going to do that. So those are basically the three defenses I'm looking at, but probably going to be about 75% on the Broncos, 24% on the, on the Falcons, and you know an occasional defense with the Giants sprinkled in if i need to save some money
1: all right fair enough it makes a lot of sense for me uh overall and um uh, yeah i'm i'm with you i've got atlanta one denver two denver is a monster um new england three um i would have considered cincinnati yesterday so they're off the list since they already played yeah they were yeah i had
3: them on the list too they they were a good one i thought
1: they did their job and then i'm also uh going to be in there on philly against matt king and the castle For twenty-seven hundred, so I'm gonna spread out some of my uh, GPP defenses for there, and that is going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast. NFL Week 9 edition. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, sh- the show is brought to you, obviously, by NoHalftime.com. You can always follow the Rotowire DFS podcast on iTunes. You can subscribe on Stitcher. It's available for your downloading convenience, so be sure to give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter, at BennyR11, and check me out here on Twitter, at Josh JoshHayesFS. And don't forget to stay tuned f- uh, to the weekend edition here of the Rotowire DFS podcast, uh, breaking down ownership percentages, an NBA combo show, uh, weekend update on Saturday, and in the same feed here, if you're checking out your Stitcher or your iTunes feed, we got the Friday edition um, of the RotoWire DFS podcast for NBA for DFS as well. So we got all your top DFS NBA options as well. Bring you all the fancy goodness and all the DFS coverage that we can possibly do. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.